Welcome to another episode of Locked On Spurs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Jeff Garcia, and thanks for tuning in once again. It has been a very busy day for your San Antonio Spurs as far as the headlines are concerned. Uh, and uh, basically, everything seems to be revolving around Kawhi Leonard and Tony Parker. Specifically, Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs having some strained relations. And finally, Tony Parker getting benched. What does it mean for him moving forward and his heir apparent, DeJounte Murray? To discuss this and much more, I'm joined by Tyler Clerkin, the Spurs writer over at News Force San Antonio. And uh, Tyler, in case you didn't hear, and I know you did, basically a report has come out via ESPN that the Spurs and Kawhi Leonard and his cap have strained relations. And everything centers around his recovery from his right quadriceps tendinopathy. Uh, there has, it basically has ESPN described a chilling effect. They don't, they being the Spurs taking an overly cautious approach. Kawhi may be ready to go. It doesn't feel like, uh, you know, more time is needed. And this has caused and stirred up some bad feelings, according to ESPN. So let's go ahead and kick off this show. And what a show to start off with uh, for this new week. Your first thoughts about Kawhi Leonard and this supposed bad, ill feelings between him and the team. So when the report came out, I was kind of worried in a way because, I mean, Kawhi obviously being the best player on the Spurs. And I don't want him and the Spurs to have any sort of bad blood because I want him to stay a Spur for his entire career, which like everyone else, I'm assuming, thought he would be. But, I mean, when this news came out, I mean, it's still a report, so I'm not going to over-exaggerate it out. But... I can definitely see where Kawhi is coming from in the sense of being frustrated for it because he's not able to play. But I can also see where the Spurs are coming from because they want to make sure that his health is exactly where it needs to be and that he's going to be healthy for many years to come and that they don't want to just get caught up in the moment since the Spurs are having a rather slow season compared to their previous seasons. So I can definitely see where the Spurs want to make sure that he is good to go and they bring him back. But I can also see where Kawhi is frustrated and just wants to play. So I'm just kind of... 50-50 on it right now. I can just see positives from both sides. Yeah, and uh, now before uh, Tyler and I give our two takes from this uh, report, briefly, the Spurs GM, R.C. Buford, did make a statement saying that this is this not founded. There is no ill will between the Spurs and Kawhi Leonard and his camp, that they're doing everything they can in their power to get him back at 100% and healthy, even as far as, according to the report, getting the best doctors in the world regarding his injury. So you have conflicting reports there, ESPN saying that there's there possibly some ill will, Buford saying there's nothing of the sort. So let's go and dive into our takes, and I'll get us going. My first take is this. If this report is true, and if there is strained uh, relations, I think the Spurs, Kawhi Leonard, can smooth things over. The Spurs have history about smoothing things over and giving uh, players a chance to prove themselves or fix things. The most <coughs> recent example, LaMarcus Aldridge. He came off what I thought was an okay season, double-double, wasn't 20-plus like he's doing right now. But nevertheless, he felt, Leonard, I'm sorry, uh, Aldridge, that he wasn't fitting in. He wanted to be traded. It shocked Popovich. He's never experienced that. But what did they do? They came to a common ground. They met over some drinks, and they worked things out. They even rewarded Aldridge with a uh, nice payday and look at the benefits from there. So my takeaway is this. If there is any ill will, I'm well uh, founded, and I'm very, very sure that this 
this can be smoothed over. And I don't think this will lead to some sort of trade demand or some sort of, uh, you know, ouster from San Antonio and seeing Kawhi Leonard wearing a different uniform. So my first takeaway is this. If it's true, I think the Spurs will find a way to find a common ground and repair any bad feelings. Your, your thoughts, Tyler? Yeah, I completely agree. And whenever you were actually saying that, the first person that came to my mind also was LaMarcus Aldridge. And the Spurs are such a classy organization. They're not going to let anything get in the way of their relationship, especially with someone like Kawhi Leonard. So they're going to do everything they can to make sure that their relationship stays positive and everything's good. So yeah, I'm definitely on board with that point and can see the Spurs figuring this out easily. All right. Uh, what is your takeaway? What was your big takeaway from the news? My biggest takeaway was honestly that it's kind of a good thing because I don't want him coming back if he's not 100%. Uh, Kawhi being the best player on the team, and yeah, we we need him right now. It's completely obvious, especially with Rudy Gay out and Manu missing a few games and Lamarcus not playing that great last night. He's definitely needed, but I definitely think that they need to take it slow and they need to make sure that he is completely healthy so that, that when he does come back, he's just going to be ready to go. We don't have to worry about him playing a few games and then something else happens to that uh, right quad again and then they're just kind of back to square one. I want them to go through the process needed to make sure that he does come back fully healthy and they don't have to worry about this ever again, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think the uh, slow and easy approach to Kawhi's injury is the right approach. I think the Spurs are doing the right thing as far as helping him get back on his feet, or in this case, his right quad, and play at the level that we both know and the listeners know that Kawhi can play. Look, he's young. He's a competitor. He wants to get on the court. He sees his teammates struggling, on, especially on the offensive end, because defensively they're fine. But offensively they can use some punch, and Kawhi can provide that. Look, they're about to enter a meaty part of their schedule. they got the Cavs coming up. I know, I know, they're up and down. They're iffy, but still, it's the Cavs. You know, they, they, they just had a date with Toronto, and they lost. They got some good teams on the horizon. The rodeo road trip is coming up, you know. But I think this is a situation where Kawhi needs to take a step back. And again, if the report is true, Tyler and I are not verifying this is true. But if this is true, I mean, but let me say the source is a very strong source. But uh, ESPN, that is. Um, then he needs to just take a chill pill. He needs to just relax. He needs to just say, you know what? If this is going to be beneficial long-term rather than short-term, then he needs to take a deep breath, let let him understand that the team will be fine without him in the interim. But long-term, he's still key. And I think that's what they have to present to him if there is any ill will to show him, you are our future. We don't want to jeopardize our future. So just can you please calm down? This will work itself out. And, and I think you're right, Tyler. I think this is uh, an approach that the Spurs have to take and will have taken. They, I don't think they will back off from their stance as far as holding him out until he is one billion quadrillion percent ready to go. All right, so let me dive into my final take from this issue, and it's this. Look, I've been covering the Spurs since 2004. I've been in that locker room with them. I've talked to coaches. I've talked to players. I've made relationships with players. This kind of stuff rarely, if not ever, gets out. So for the the fact that this is out there because look, the Spurs put things behind the vault and they lock it and I'm talking about a 30 foot inch door to that vault they don't let any of this type of family matter stuff leak out this is what it make my takeaway is this 
the fact that they have that reputation and it got out anyway tells me this might be true. And I think I'm a little worried in the sense of Kawhi, you know, maybe demanding that trade or Kawhi asking to get out. Or maybe, you know, he, and I'm sorry, the Spurs react to his type of uh, reaction and rush him back to try to calm him down and placate him. Like, okay, we're sorry, sorry, don't leave the silver and black. We're going to put you out there. So I think the fact that it got out, and if it is true, I think that's a little bit worrisome. But I don't know about you, Tyler. What do you think about the fact that the Spurs have history of closing the door and not letting this stuff come out, but it came out anyway? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a raising a flag because, I mean, like you said, <clears throat> if it never gets out and has a history of getting out, then this is probably a pretty big deal, especially to a player like Kawhi Leonard. Like, he must feel very strongly about this, and that can cause some some worry in not only Spurs fans, but the Spurs organization as a whole because it's your best player. It's your future. You want to make sure that he's happy. So maybe <laughs> it's kind of a, a good thing it got out because maybe it makes the Spurs kind of step back and say, wow, this is this is serious, you know, we got to make sure that we do everything we can. So maybe it's just going to make the Spurs kind of not just be like, yeah, yeah, Kawhi, whatever you say. They're going to take it a lot more serious and say, okay, well, what do you want to do going forward? Mm -hmm. How can we make sure that you keep coming back and play for us and stuff like that? So I don't really think it's that big, like bad of a thing. You know, I mean, it just kind of adds some more tension that might be needed. It is uh, unknown territory because, look, I've been covering the Spurs for quite some time. You've been following him for quite some time. And, uh, you know, for this type of – I mean, this is the closest you're going to get to gossip coming out of the Spurs game. Mm-hmm. And for yeah. this to come out that this way is kind of a shock to the system. And that's why a lot of Spurs fans and media types are having this kind of reaction to it because this never comes out of the San Antonio Spurs camp under Popovich's uh, regime. So, yeah, it, this is a different uh, – definitely uh, – foreign territory hopefully the Spurs can navigate it and we'll have Kawhi Leonard not only healthy but also healthy and his mindset towards the team all right uh Tyler what is your final take from this whole mess Uh, my final take is that we don't know how long he's going to be out in a sense so maybe he's just kind of expressing frustration because even he doesn't know you know I mean maybe they're kind of keeping it away from him but there's also a positive that he's been out for so long already that it in my eyes, it can't be much longer. I mean, we aren't really aware. I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. We don't know how bad this really is, you know, but it can't be that much longer. It can't be that big of an injury unless they're just, like you said, keeping it behind that vault, that door that they always do. So I feel like he's going to be back. What is it? January. I could see him coming back within the next month and then maybe he's just completely happy. He's a hundred percent healthy and then everyone's happy, you know, because then the Spurs are going to play better. He's going to get full playing time. He's going to be able to play back to back. He's going to be able to do everything he's been able to do. And then everyone's just going to be like, wow, maybe that was, that wasn't a big deal. Maybe it was the right move for the Spurs to kind of take a step back and say, no, we want to keep you in here a little longer, keep you out of the game, get you fully healthy. And then bam, we're going to be right back to the third seed in the West and then moving on first round, second round, who, who knows, maybe even the finals. So I don't really see a big deal out of that because in long term, we don't know how long it's going to be. It could be short, but in, in the end, if it is long term, then that could affect their relationship, Kawhi and the Spurs. So I don't know. I can go both ways. I could honestly just talk about it for hours because it's just <laughs> such a it's such an intense topic because it yeah. is the best player that it's just, I don't know. There's so many ways to look at it. Yeah, there definitely is. And, you know, you know, one thing that I walked away from 
while at the uh, Spurs-Nets game in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, that's what the first time Popovich spoke about uh, Kawhi being out indefinitely. And one thing he brought up was that Kawhi's confidence is shooken right now. He's a little <coughs> shook right now. And, and I think with the Spurs are dealing with this issue on two fronts, the physical and the mental. You know, maybe mentally he's good to go. We don't know. But ment I mean, sorry, physically he's good to go. But mentally, he may not be there yet. And he may not be trusting, you know, his health and maybe to, to really play at the level he can play, explode. And, uh, you know, he's wondering, like, hey, you know, he's seen, like, how the LaMarcus is doing well. And he's seen the Spurs are able to maintain uh, a good footing in the West without him. And, you know, maybe that kind of messes with him mentally. So... I think the Spurs really have to work on both sides right now. And if the report is true, then I, I don't think you wait to the offseason like they did with LaMarcus Aldridge. You do it now. You spoo things over now so the Spurs can get going after the All-Star break. All right, so those are our thoughts on the uh, reported strain between Leonard and the Spurs. Uh, let us know what you think. Email me at jeffgarcia 74 at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. But we're not done yet. Um, to round out this episode of Locked On Spurs, is there a new guard on the horizon? And has there been a changing of the guard in San Antonio? Possibly. Uh, in the uh, Spurs loss to the Pacers, uh, DeJounte Murray, the sophomore guard, got the nod, starting position that is, over long-time starting point guard Tony Parker. This was uh, one of the rare times. I think it was like 22, something like that. The, just 22 or something in the, in the 20s that Parker came off the bench, which is rare for him in his long NBA career. Uh, when he was asked about that uh, move that Popovich decided to do, Tony Parker was fine with it. He was all on board. He said he's willing to come off the bench. He's willing to help DeJounte Murray and uh, play the role like other veterans do coming off the bench, Manu and Pal, as he mentioned. Now, the thing here, Tyler, is this. They didn't say it was permanent. They just said uh, it, was a, it was a good decision. Maybe for that one game, maybe for a couple of games. Uh, let's go, to go with our takeaways. <coughs> do you think... Uh, well, let me start over again. What is your first takeaway from this possible changing of the guard? I like it, honestly. I mean, there comes a point in everyone's career where you're going to kind of just take the back seat. I mean, he's done everything that there is to do for this organization, and he knows that maybe this is the time where I kind of take that step back. I mean, we saw the player join the Spurs, Rudy Gay. He's taking that step back. He's coming off the bench, and look at him. He's playing great in that new role. And now it's time for the Spurs to kind of say, Tony, <laughs> You, we've had our run. I mean, they obviously have so much love for the guy. He has so much love for the organization. But it's time that we kind of move in a new direction. And mm -hmm. so with DeJounte Murray getting the start, I like it. I love it. You know, I mean, he's a great young guard. He needs experience on the floor. I feel like whenever uh, Tony was out in the first part of the season, uh, DeJounte played well, but we also saw him play bad. And I feel like we could uh, minimize those bad games with more reps, in-game reps, you know, getting him out there, getting him experience in late-game situations. And just all around, just getting him in the game setting. So I'm, I'm completely on board with the DeJounte Murray move to the starting position because it's not like Tony Parker's out for good. I mean, he's still going to come off the bench and provide when the team needs him to provide. So I think it's a good move on uh, the Spurs. Yeah, I, you know, my, my first thought and my takeaway from this is this. 
one was not set in stone. <laughs> I mean, until I hear or see uh, successive games where Parker is coming off the bench, then okay, fine, it's done. But it's not done quite yet. And even if it is done, my takeaway is this. One, I'm getting a lot older than I already am now. So, thank <laughs> my God, I you know, see him come as a 19. I was there when he was a 19-year-old kid coming into the NBA and now off the bench. So, I mean, that makes me really feel old. But uh, my thing is this, is look, I think this is a situation where Parker, and he admitted that he hit a wall, that he came back. Uh, off surgery, leg surgery, and he had a devastating injury in the uh, postseason last year, and he hit a wall that he poured a lot of energy into recovering so fast that he's tapped out right now. And if that's the case, as he says, then yes, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay, fine. Maybe DeJounte Murray has his struggles on the offensive end at times, but defensively, He's longer than Parker. He's younger than Parker. He can cover more ground than Parker. Uh, he has more explosion than Parker right now. And, you know, hey, you know, Parker was there at one point. He had a lot of explosion. He was considered one of the fastest point guards in the league. Oh, he was. He led the league one season in points in the paint and field goal percentage. So, I mean, he had his time. But look, who, I mean, look, uh, if on paper he's saying he's still kind of busted up still and running out of gas, then do it. Do it. Come off the bench. I think this is uh, a, a smart move, and I think it's the wise move. And as you mentioned, Tyler, hey, Murray has to get his minutes eventually. He has to learn the system. And we saw when the Spurs started off hot 4-0, he looked good until he hit a little bit of a sophomore wall. But, you know, hey, that happens. He's still a kid. It's going to come in time. How do you expect him to grow if he doesn't get the minutes? So, yeah, uh, I'm, a, I'm a board with you. Oh, what is your second takeaway from this? My second takeaway is kind of intertwines with my first one. It's like now we're going to get more out of Parker than we could when he was starting because you did say he hit that wall. Now he's going to be more energized when he comes on the floor. <clears throat> say that the Spurs are down in the first quarter. He's going to be able to come in and provide that experience and provide that energy off the bench that he couldn't really do coming when he was starting because he had more minutes but now he's going to be coming off the bench getting less minutes so we're going to get more out of him in less time if that makes sense mm -hmm. because he's not going to be so tired he's going to be able to score the ball anyone that plays the game of basketball understands that once you get tired you're not going to be able to do as much as you could with it uh rather than when you come into the game for the first time so i that's my second takeaway because we're going to get more out of him now he's going to be able to do more than he could if he was playing mm -hmm. like 35 minutes a game yeah, I, and, and my, my, my little final takeaway on this topic is a kind of a two-parter. One, I'm pretty sure the Spurs wouldn't mind having a, a four-time NBA champ, uh, an NBA All-Star, a former Finals MVP coming off that bench. Look what he did in his uh, first game off the bench uh, this season. Uh, he had 12 points. So not bad. I mean, you're not only bolstering that uh, second unit. Think about this. You have Parker, a former NBA champ. Manu Ginobili, a former NBA champ, a sixth man of the year. You have Pau Gasol, who uh, came off the bench, who was willing to do that. Uh, and now look at him. You know, he was willing to accept that role when he first came on board to San Antonio. You also have Patty Mills, an NBA champ. The list goes on and on. So it's a it's, you know, the Spurs knew they had a point guard issue. And I think they know it. Uh, you know, Mills, you know, 
God bless him. He's doing the best he can, you know, but he's being asked to do so much uh, that he's maybe not used to. So that's why he's having an erratic season. Murray, he was thrown into the fire early. He did okay, then kind of fizzled out. So they need stability at that point guard position. So why not start fresh, start a new guy, let Murray do his thing, and let Parker guide him. And my second, uh, I guess part two of my last takeaway is this. How gracious was it for Parker to be like, yeah, no problem. I mean, again, a four-time NBA champ, a former NBA All-Star, a former Finals MVP, willing to take that back seat. Yes, it's a little bit self-serving because he needs to heal up and maybe take a breather. But for him to not make waves, to learn from his past, like he mentioned, Manu coming off the bench, Powell doing it. Uh, even Tim Duncan did it in his final season. I, I think that just goes to credit to him to his maturity, to his classiness, to his recognition that, yeah, it's time for a change if it is permanent. And why not start now, then later, and let the kid, Murray, get his groove going and become what we hope he'll become down the road. But those are our takes on the Spurs' two biggest hot topics of today. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffGSpursZone or email me at Jeff. Uh, Garcia74 at gmail.com. Tyler, uh, where can fans follow you and talk to you about this this, this, this uh, craziness that's going on in the Animal <laughs> City? You can follow me on Twitter at TylerClerkin underscore five. I will be heavily involved in the Spurs scene, so uh, go ahead and shoot me a tweet. We can talk about anything right. Spurs basketball. Yeah, it sounds great. All right, for Tyler Clerkin, I am Jeff Garcia, and he and I are going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.